0: Flexibility Lesson 2 Mental Posture. I want you to go back to the human body again and think about the differences between a rigid body and a flexible body. If I think about my most rigid, stiff clients, they can get stuck in certain positions, in a certain posture that is very painful for them. They'll say to me, Liam, my neck is really sore and my back is really achy and I'm in constant pain. And I'll assess their posture and movement then identify very quickly that they've got various joints and muscles that are incredibly stiff causing them to get stuck in a very unhealthy posture that is causing them huge amounts of pain. My job is then to gradually mobilize them and get their joints and muscles moving more freely and easily. As their joints and muscles start moving more freely, they're able to move out of their unhealthy, painful posture into a much healthier, much more comfortable posture. But this takes time and a lot of stretching. And sometimes I pull out a range of techniques and devices to gradually ease them out of that unhealthy painful posture into that healthier, more comfortable posture. I employ different stretching techniques. I employ different joint mobilisation techniques. I employ different soft tissue releasing tools, like my massage gun, my massage balls, and my personal favourite, my knobber. For those who don't know, and are a little concerned about me getting my knobber out in front of my clients... It's a massage tool, a bit like a knuckle duster, but with a really big knobbly bit on it that's great for ironing out the tightest knots. So I get to work, and I'm not going to lie, a lot of that work is very painful. It's not uncommon for my clients to shout, scream, or even swear at me while I'm getting deep into their tightest joints and muscles, trying to free them from their rigidity and restriction. Then slowly their mobility improves as their mobility improves their posture improves as their posture improves they are able to escape the restricted hunched posture that was causing them so much pain and move into a much healthier posture that is free from restriction and pain if you can visualize someone hunched over and struggling with pain gradually evolving into someone who moves freely and easily without pain then you'll understand what I'm talking about. In the mental world, the hunched-over, painful, unhealthy posture is called dichotomous thinking, and the flexible, pain-free, healthy posture is called dialectical thinking. Dichotomous thinkers, also referred to as binary thinkers or black-and-white thinkers, see things at two extremes. Think good versus bad. Whereas dialectical thinkers see things along a spectrum where no one place is universally good or bad, but instead you can move around that spectrum freely and easily depending on the circumstances. Let's use the example of chocolate. For the dichotomous thinker, food is binary. Foods are either good or bad, with nothing in between. They will hold core beliefs around which foods fall in the good basket and which foods fall in the bad basket based on the brainwashing they've experienced on various diets in their lifetime. Chocolate is higher calorie. Chocolate is higher fat and sugar. Chocolate is higher sin. Chocolate is higher in points. So pretty much across every diet is a core belief that chocolate is a bad food. Jenny eats some chocolate. In comes that diet culture voice, Cruella de Vil again maybe, to shame her and criticise her for eating this bad food. Because Jenny lacks mindfulness, she doesn't see the thought or separate herself from the thought. Instead, she automatically thinks, I've eaten a bad food and that makes me a bad person. I'm bad. I'm a failure. The end result is Jenny adopting a very painful very uncomfortable, very restricted mental posture. She gets stuck in those negative thoughts about eating chocolate, that bad food, and the more she ruminates on it, the worse she feels. The only way she can bring herself some relief from the very painful, very uncomfortable, very restricted mental posture she finds herself in is to eat the rest of the chocolate. Keep eating chocolate. Eat as much chocolate as she needs to numb the pain of her shameful, rigid thinking. Moving from this dichotomous, good versus bad, rigid mental posture around food towards a more dialectical, open-minded, flexible mental posture around food takes time and practice. And sometimes it takes me getting my knobber out and ironing out the tightest, most restrictive core beliefs you hold around food. When Jenny says to me, Liam, I've eaten chocolate, it's a bad food and I'm a bad person for eating it, I've failed, out comes my nobber, getting into those knots. What if chocolate can be an unhealthy choice sometimes and a healthy choice at other times? What if having chocolate for breakfast every day is unhealthy? But what if there are some times when chocolate is absolutely the healthiest choice? Jenny starts bending and moving her mind a bit more. Hmm. Well, it is that time of the month, and my husband was being really bloody annoying. I was having visions of killing him with my bare hands because he left his plate on top of the dishwasher. And is your husband still alive? Yes. Just thanks to that chocolate bar calming me down and suppressing my rage. Is it healthy for him? that he's still alive yes is it healthy for you that he's still alive well yes so what have you learned sometimes chocolate is super healthy especially if it stops me from having a nervous breakdown and now jenny's mind is bending and flowing into a new posture a healthier posture jenny is thinking dialectically She's moving away from chocolate being universally unhealthy and universally bad to recognising the different times in life when chocolate is the best and healthiest choice. She's swapping an old, rigid core belief that chocolate is bad for a much more flexible core belief that chocolate can be healthy sometimes. Right now, we are just scratching the surface of mental flexibility. Just like there are hundreds of different physical stretches and techniques to improve your physical flexibility and posture, there are hundreds of different mental stretches and techniques to improve your mental flexibility and posture. When we think about obesity, yes, it very clearly has a genetic basis. But the common denominator in almost all of my obese clients isn't their genes making them gain weight. It is their mental rigidity driving binge eating That is making them gain weight. The more flexible you can be with your thinking, and in particular, the more flexible you can be around food, the less prone you are to binge eating to soothe the shame produced by rigid thinking. If you rigidly believe eating chocolate is bad, you will most likely eat more of it to soothe the bad feelings. If you flexibly see chocolate as a food that can be healthy sometimes, you will eat far less of it and lower your set point weight.